Hey there, welcome to Not Your Ordinary Girl, a podcast for professionals looking to find their voice, define their brand, and maximize their impact. Episodes are a collection of lessons from real life, interviews with people doing incredible things, tips and tools to get you on your way to realizing your infinite career possibilities. Hey there. Today we're going to talk about teleworking. I speak to so many people that are looking to have flexibility in their jobs so that they can work from home a day or two or three days a week or even maybe just for a morning or an afternoon if they need to around appointments or kids' activities, things like that. In a pinch, if you're not feeling great and you just want to stay home but you don't want to take the whole day off, that kind of thing. And what I want to talk about today are some really good ways to approach your employer about telework in a manner that will provide them a sense of understanding what you're planning to do and gives them a bit of a window in case they're not completely comfortable with it. As well as on the flip side, if you're an employer or a supervisor and you have someone who has been asking for telework but you're reluctant to do it, this applies both ways as well. So the first thing is to sit down and talk about why you need telework, right? In my opinion and in my experience, telework is something that's earned. Uh, Typically, you can, some organizations offer it right off the bat, and that's probably not what we're talking about here. We're talking about folks that have been working and want to make an adjustment to their schedule, or perhaps the organization has just approved certain amounts of telework, but as a supervisor, you're a little bit concerned about who's going to be teleworking and how they're going to be responsible and and they're going to be responsive to you and how well they're going to handle this. So as you're talking to your employer or your employee, the first thing you want to do is set some ground rules. You want to maybe start off with a six-month period, trial period. Say, you know, like to try this out for about six months. Uh, these are the days or times specifically that I'd like to be teleworking. There should be some kind of a clear understanding that it'll be every Tuesday or every Thursday, or every Monday morning, every Wednesday evening, however you and your employee or you and your employer decide to go about it, make sure that you're very clear with one another exactly what the hours are that you will be teleworking. Then you want to talk to them a little bit about responsibility and how you're going to do your work from home. You want to make sure that there is the right Um, computer system or phone or laptop or tablet if your employer provides you with a laptop great you can take your laptop home you can use that make sure that your wi-fi at home is working and those kinds of things you have a phone so that they can reach you you can reach them you have a printer just the basics of things that you might need on your day-to-day basis and If you don't have a computer that's provided to you for work or a tablet, then you need to let your employer know, you know, I have a computer at home, it's secure. There might be some kind of security or software installation that they may have to have their IT department work with you on to install on your own computer. And that's something to consider if you're going to be using your own equipment and the company doesn't provide you with technology, then there may be some privacy issues there, and those are all things to be considered when you decide to do some teleworking and what the trade-offs are for you. If it's okay for them to install whatever software they need on your computer so that you can telework and that's good with you, then it's worth the trade. So once you've established what your hours are going to be and how you're going to do your work, then it's important to talk about availability. 
Are you going to be available for meetings? Should a meeting come up on a regularly telework day, are you willing and able to come into the office if you need to, if it's not something that you can call into on a phone? And this, especially in the beginning, being flexible with your employer, particularly if it's not an organization that has historically done teleworking, the more flexible you can be as an employee with your employer who is taking a chance on you and allowing you to work from home, the better off you'll be in having them approve it, right? So if you were to say to them, you know, if at all possible, I will make every effort to be in the office every third Thursday so that I can make the, the staff meeting or whatever it may be. And you're basically demonstrating to your employer that, yes, I appreciate that you're offering me this this courtesy by letting me work from home, but at the same time, I am offering you the same because I'm willing to come in on the days that I absolutely need to, right? Obviously, if something comes up and you can't do it, then something might have come up whether you're working in the office or from home, and you might have had to take a personal day, however that works. But again, a willingness to be flexible and to be kind of in that mentality of give and take with your employer is going to go a lot further than drawing a hard line in the sand and saying, you know what, I'm asking for telework every Thursday, I'm never coming to the office on a Thursday. Also bear in mind, through all of these things, that we're talking about a six-month trial period, right? And the reason that I suggest that is because it gives you the opportunity to really demonstrate that you are a qualified and excellent teleworker. Not everybody works well from home. You may find that you start working from home and you really struggle. You struggle to keep up, you struggle to keep focus, you struggle to meet your deadlines, you struggle not to run upstairs and do your laundry or run downstairs and walk the dog or run outside and do lunch or whatever it may be. You struggle to really focus because you don't have the, the typical structure that you would have in an office place. And that's okay too. We'll come back to that in a minute. Back to talking with your employer or employer with respect to what the parameters are. The next thing you want to talk about is reportability. How are you going to provide your supervisor status reports on what it is you're getting done? Some supervisors will be very comfortable if you offer to provide them some kind of status report at the end of the week. Perhaps on Monday morning, you send them an email at the beginning of the week and say, hey, I'm teleworking on these days, just a reminder, and I plan to accomplish A, B, and C on day one, D, E, and F on day two. And then at the end of the week, you send them a note and say, thanks again for letting me telework. These are the things I accomplish on those days. And hopefully, not only can you do A, B, C, D, E, and F, but you can actually put a few extra things on there too, to demonstrate that not only did you do what you committed to do, but you went above and beyond because you did have that opportunity to telework. Oftentimes, I know when I was teleworking, the main reason was timing. It takes about three hours round trip for me to get to the office each day. And those three hours are hours that I could have been working. And when I did do telework, I was able to leverage that three hours travel time to do work. And I did so to demonstrate that, hey, I appreciate this extra time. I would rather be working and getting stuff done than sitting in traffic, traveling back and forth, because it's a much more productive use of my time. I can get ahead. I can, you know, catch up on things that I'm behind on, whatever it may be. So to set some some ground rules with your supervisor or with your employee, if you're talking to them about taking telework, figure out what it is that you want to be accomplished in that time. 
There are mixed philosophies on whether or not employees that are home should be on conference calls all day. Uh, you know, I, I think it's up to the supervisor and the way that the program or the company works that you work for. Obviously, in general, if your employee is on the phone with you or other colleagues at work and actively involved in the conversations all day long, it is a pretty surefire way to know that they are actually at work while they're working, right? If they're they're on the call and they're on mute and you don't hear from them and can't get in touch with them when they, you ask a question and they're napping or doing whatever, then obviously you know they're not actually dialed in. But for the most part, if they are actively engaged in conference calls for the majority of the day, it's a good way to know that they are working. The other is with deliverables. I mean, if you don't have a lot of conference calls and things in your organization, perhaps you actually have things that, that are trackable that you need to to get done and you are able to see how they get done. Maybe you have some kind of a SharePoint drive or online thing where documents are being updated and you can see where people are working. It's another way so that you can monitor your employees' progress throughout the day and throughout the time that they're teleworking. I would encourage supervisors to give their employees a little bit of rope, okay? Because starting off teleworking for someone that's not typically a teleworker can be a little bit of an adjustment, right? So the first couple weeks might be a little shaky while they find their stride and they figure out exactly what it is. Typically, people that are diligent in their work, wherever they are, are going to be diligent in their work. It may just take a week or two to kind of figure out what their schedule is, right? Some people dive right in and have no problem, but other people, there is a little bit of an adjustment because they're not in a social setting where there's people all around. So give them a little bit of wiggle room in the beginning. That said, I'm not saying wait months and then when they're falling way behind and they can't do anything because obviously they have not taken well to telework, then finally you say, oh, well, you totally screwed up your job, you're done right? That is up to you as a supervisor to really maintain some kind of oversight as to what they're doing and make sure they're not struggling with this arrangement. Because while it is a, a privilege to allow them to do that, you also don't want to set them up for failure in the course of their career. And some people are not able to recognize that they're struggling until oftentimes it's too late. And the same if you're the employee. If you're really struggling with getting things done and keeping focus and making sure that you're doing what you're doing, then perhaps telework is not for you. It is a very nice opportunity and it's great to have that flexibility if you need to run out in the middle of the day to do something or take a time off for an hour to go to a doctor's appointment or a pick the kids up at school early, whatever it may be. It is a nice thing, but it is not always for everybody. And you certainly don't want to jeopardize anything with your career trying to force a situation that is just not a good fit for you. So that said, once you've got your telework arrangement, some organizations require you to sign something. You might have some kind of an informal telework agreement. I agree to do this. I agree to be available. Think about when there are um, inclement weather days or something that comes up a holiday if it falls on your person's telework day. I know working in government, there are arrangements that if you are approved to do telework, should the government close for bad weather or something else going on, then you're responsible for teleworking that day. You don't get the day off. So that is one of those trade-offs that you, you make in order to do that, have the privilege of being able to telework. Because in theory, just because the building is closed doesn't mean people aren't still doing the work. They just can't physically go to the site. So you might want to come up with some kind of, of informal telework arrangement with your employee so that 
When you have to sign something, even if it's obviously not a legally binding document, but it is an employer-employee agreement, it gives you some kind of accountability. I've signed something that says, I'm going to work on these days from my house. I'm going to be available between these hours should somebody email, call me, or, or need to FaceTime or whatever it is that the arrangement is that you do your work, available for meetings and responsive to tasks and whatnot for this period of time. And these are the general things that I'm going to accomplish around those times. I'm going to provide my supervisor with a summary at the end of each week of what I did during my telework, whatever the arrangement is that you come up with it. But when you finalize it with the employee or the employer, sign one of those things and put it in the drawer and try it for six months and see how it works. The other thing I encourage is to meet with your supervisor when you're in the office periodically. Check in with them even during those first six months, maybe check in once a month for the first two months and just see how things are going. Is the telework working out? Are the days that they're teleworking the best days? Maybe meetings or the structure of your organization, things are changing with your programs or projects or whatnot, and you might need to say, you know what, Tuesdays really aren't meet working because for the next three weeks or the next three times you're teleworking, we've got big meetings. So maybe you could do a Wednesday or a Friday. Again, being flexible on both sides, recognizing that teleworking is a privilege. It's something now that we've got all this modern technology and we can do things, we can work remote. After the six-month period, then of course you want to sit down and talk to the employer and the employer and find out how things are going. Is this something we can carry on the long term? Do we need to make any changes? And hopefully if you have been diligent as the employee doing your teleworking, then you have really demonstrated that you are trustworthy. Because first and foremost, being allowed to work remotely is an exercise in trust for your supervisor, right? Because you're out of sight, you're out of mind, and you are being left to your own devices to take care of what needs to get done. And we are all adults here, so responsibility dictates that that probably shouldn't be a problem. But in all reality, sometimes it does become a problem. There's lots of people that I've seen out and about, and they are quote-unquote teleworking, and they're grocery shopping. They're at the supermarket, they're at the, the mall, they're playing golf, they're doing whatever, right? Lots of people handle it that way, and that's their business. But at the end of the day, if you're being offered the trust of your supervisor to be responsible to manage your own schedule in your own place, then you should try to be as upstanding about that as you can. Again, in my opinion, if you get that privilege, don't abuse it. So when you meet with your supervisor at the end of the six months and you've really knocked it out of the park, right? I mean, you go in there and you figure, hey, I said I was going to get these four things done every day. I've been getting six to eight things done. I'm always quick on my emails. I'm ahead on all of the things I'm supposed to be doing. My, my, my files and everything are nice and organized and up to date. Hopefully your supervisor will recognize that. And then perhaps after that period of time, it becomes a little bit more lax. Maybe you don't have to submit a plan at the beginning of every week of what you're supposed to be doing. Maybe you don't submit a summary report at the end of each week of what you did because you've earned the trust of that supervisor who doesn't necessarily feel like they need to monitor every little thing that you do anymore. Is this going to work for everybody? No. Some supervisors may always want to know exactly what it is you're doing because remember as well that they have to report to somebody too. 
So you're reporting to them, they're reporting to somebody, and somebody's going to ask along the way, is this stuff getting done because that person's working from home? Just because your supervisor trusts you, it doesn't mean that their supervisor does or several levels up. You get the point. Everybody has someone they have to answer to, and you want to make sure that everybody feels comfortable with the arrangement. Hopefully, as I said, if you really are focused and dedicated and doing a good job at teleworking, being responsive and and being a good virtual employee, then the, the arrangements should lax a little bit and you should get a little bit more free reign or a little bit more rope, if you will. Now, back to the idea of being efficient in teleworking. This is always a tricky thing because there are introverts and extroverts and that all comes into play whether or not you have other things going on in your house, maybe you have pets, maybe you have a super busy schedule aside from your work, maybe you don't. It all depends on what else you have going on and how well you are able to compartmentalize. Obviously, when we get in our car, get on the train, go wherever it is we're going to work, when we get into our office, we're at a workplace to do pretty much just work. There are distractions, but they're minimal because it's a workplace. When you're at home, it's very easy to be distracted by lots of things. I should be doing the dishes. I should be doing laundry. I should be running the vacuum. I could be mowing the lawn. I could go out with my friends. Maybe I'll just sneak out for lunch for an hour. There are lots of different things that are going to pull your attention if you allow them. The best advice I can give you, because I I really enjoy teleworking personally, is to set yourself on a fairly strict schedule, especially in the beginning. And the more robust you can make that schedule, the better. And what I mean by that is this. Even if you write it down, put it in your planner, put it on your computer, maybe you use Google Calendar or Outlook or whatever it is, map out your first week or your first telework days or whatever it is, and try to stick to as close of the same schedule every time you telework as possible, okay? Because one, it'll become routine and you won't have to check your schedule and it'll just feel more natural. Two, if you can start it from the very beginning of the day to the end of the day and have everything mapped out, it's no thinking, right? You just just go. And a lot of people say that you should get up, take a shower, put your suit on, get dressed up to work from home, just like you would in the office. I'm a little bit more flexible on that. Uh, One of the nice things about not having to go to the office is not having to wear a fancy suit every day, right? And it's a lot of laundry that I don't feel that I need to do. So I do get up, do your hair, brush your teeth, take your shower, do your workout, whatever you would normally do on a regular workday if you're going in the office. Maybe you want to wear something a little bit more casual than you would wear in the office, but still go through your morning routine like you would be leaving the house and try to start your day at the time you would be leaving the house. So if your commute is normally an hour and a half and you leave your house at 6.30, maybe you try and start your workday at 6.30, right? or split the difference. That's kind of early. I'm a morning person, but if that's too early for you, if knowing that your office is actually there until eight, maybe you start your day at 7.30, right? And then you're still there early, so you're online before the boss even gets to the office. You've already checked your emails and and triaged anything that needs to happen, and you've already started working, right? You take your lunch at the same time everybody else normally takes their lunch or whatever time you normally take it at the office, and then you knock off in the afternoon I would say half hour after what time you would normally leave, at least. If you have enough work, I mean, 
typically we're talking about salary folks, not hourly folks that are permitted the opportunity to do telework, but I would say knock off at least 30 minutes after you would normally leave. Because again, you want to demonstrate that the whole reason you're teleworking is to be more effective and more efficient. And if that little extra time, even if it's just cleaning out some inbox items, prepping your list of to-dos for the next day, preparing for whatever it may be, find little tasks just to keep yourself available so that you can be online for a little bit longer than you need to be. Because your supervisor is going above and beyond to allow you this privilege of teleworking. The least you can do is go a little bit above and beyond. If you feel 30 minutes is too much, do 15 minutes. But the last thing you want to do as a telework employee is be the last one in and the first one out because you don't have that commute that everybody else has. So it's kind of hard to justify why you would be bolting in and bolting out. Along those lines with your um, schedule and trying to make sure that it's as robust as possible, if you have conference calls, make sure you make plans for those conference calls so that you can be present and engaged. If you have pets that need to go out, take them out before the call. If you have you know, a house phone that is going to go off, make sure that you turn the ringer off. If you have laundry in the washing machine, make sure there's no bells or whistles that are going to ring a ding when it's ready to go. Shut the door, whatever it is you need to do, right? Make sure that when you are working and you need to be on the phone or you need to be on a Skype call or whatever it is, you are there just like you would be in your office with no distraction so that you can be focused and participating at the same level as you would be at the office. Because already it's very easy to be distracted because you're home and you're thinking about all of these things that should be going on, right? If you have all of these noises and distractions going on on top of what you're thinking, it makes it very difficult to focus. And if you pull your focus, then you're not gonna be working as well as you could be. And there would be reason for your supervisor at the end of your six months to say, you know what, we offered you this opportunity, but every time you called in, it seemed like there was phones ringing and dogs barking and people at the door and all of this stuff was going on. And it was really hard to get you to provide your input to the, the meetings and we really needed that. So I think it's better if you come back and take these calls from the office. And that's not what you want if you really enjoy the teleworking. Whatever you do in your office to make sure you focus, try and carry that home too. If you're a list maker, we all know I'm a list maker. I always used to write my list at the end of the day before I left the office of the first few things I wanted to do in the morning. So I'd come in and I didn't even have to have had my coffee yet. I could just work without thinking. And by the time I got done with that list, then I could move on through the, the rest of the things for the day, right? If that's something that you do, do that at home. Treat it just like your office. You just don't have to wear a suit. You can wear fuzzy slippers if you want, but it should be treated just like you're at the office with respect to everything that has to do with your work life. Working from home is definitely a privilege. It's a really nice perk that more and more organizations are allowing their employees. And there's a lot of articles out there that you can read both pro and con on how telework is good and telework is bad. And I truly believe that a lot of it is very person dependent. If you're really struggling, perhaps you get really lonely during the day. There's nobody here. You're here by yourself. You're the only person making sure that you need to do what you do. And it's a very different dynamic than being in the office. Perhaps you get really lonely teleworking. Don't be afraid to go back to your supervisor and say, you know, at this time, 
I don't know that telework is for me. I would really like the opportunity to try it again in the future, but for right now, I, I'm okay with coming in the office. And be honest with your supervisor. I would always try to leave the door open if you can. If you're leaving things on a good note, leave the door open with your supervisor to try it again in the future. Perhaps your life situation changes and you need to telework. The last thing you wanna do is slam the door on yourself so that you don't have that option in the future. But if you're really not feeling like you're thriving as you're working from home or you're missing networking opportunities or your whatever it may be for your, your progression of your career, you really want to focus on that, especially if you're early in your career, because all of those little networking opportunities around the office, going to meetings with, with people that are higher up than you, having the opportunity to really participate and engage with anybody that might offer you opportunities in the future because they've seen your work and they know that you might be able to do something that could lead to something else, right? You certainly don't want to cut your nose off to spite your face just so that you can work from home in your slippers once a week. So also be mindful of that, particularly if you're earlier on in your career and you're trying to figure out how you're going to progress up the ladder or into a new area or whatnot, because you, you wouldn't want to rob yourself of any opportunities like that. So if teleworking isn't exactly working for you, be honest with your supervisor. Thanks so much for the opportunity. It really helped me out for the couple months that we did it. I, you know, I was able to, to be done at work right at the end of the day so I could go and see my kids' baseball or basketball game. I was able to pick them up from school, whatever it is, and say, you know, I, I, I'd love to be able to revisit this again in the future, but for now, I, I'm, things are the, the sports season is over. I'm happy to come back in the office again. Leave it on a good note so that your supervisor also recognizes that you're not trying to take advantage. You know, I needed this for a short time. I really appreciated the privilege and the opportunity, I appreciate you giving that trust to me, but for right now, I don't need it, so I'll be back in the office. That also offers you an opportunity to save face a little bit and not say, you know what, I got home, was so lonely. I was so lonely, I hated it. I missed everybody in the office, I had to eat lunch by myself, I don't have any pets, I stared out the window and waited for somebody to call me, it was so boring. That may be you. Not everybody is meant to work from home. So consider that when you're, when you're thinking about the opportunity to telework and whether or not you want to, you know, exercise that option. I hope these are helpful. And if you are looking at teleworking, I wish you all the best in talking to your supervisor or your employee to figure out what your routine is going to be. It is a really great opportunity if you want and need it. And I wish you all the best. Have a great day. All right, so thanks for tuning in to Not Your Ordinary Girl. I hope you enjoyed it. Head on over to notyourordinarygirl.com and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Feel free to drop me a note with any topics you'd like to hear about or feedback, and please go ahead and recommend it to your friends. Until next time, remember to always stand up and be confident, stand by all that you do and say with integrity, and stand out, because after all, there's only one.